Hello and welcome to another episode of the United Podcast. I am joined by David May and Helen Evans as per. Hi guys. Hi Sam. How Samuel. are you guys? Oh, Samuel. Formal, I'm in trouble. What have I done, David? No, 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 no just checking We've in. just on never me. talked about how's, the uh, fact that How's fatherhood? Yeah, nice, pleasant. How, how are you getting on? <laughs> you got more, you're, you're further in the game than me. Yeah, yeah, 18 and 20. Really good. That is growing up, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. Life's good. Helen, how are you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Sam. Nice. Um, no news. Great. Sorry. Okay, cool. Um, I think our guest today is the first guest we've ever had who hasn't played a competitive first team match for United. Mm, Albert Morgan. That has put me right in my place. Really good point. Well done. Thank you. Um, but so Paul McShane... Hang on, I'm trying to think of another. There could be, it could be another. <laughs> no, I don't think but we have any more. Paul McShane obviously has come through the academy... He's got that experience, played in pre-season friendlies, but didn't get on the pitch during an actual game. And mm. I think it'd be really interesting to hear about that academy experience and that journey and at what point you think you're going to make it and when you don't think you're going to make it. And and uh, when you have to move on from yeah. United mm. and accept that you haven't made that first team experience, yeah. what that feels There's like. There's a lot of tough decisions to be made in that, so. I guess. That must yeah. be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Just a different angle on things, yeah. isn't it? Very good, yeah. Yeah, one of the youth products that hasn't made it, but yeah, he's gone on to be. Paul? Yeah. Golfer, is he? Was Paul here when you were here, Maisie? In your last Yeah, yeah, last last couple of years, I think he was, yeah, in the youth. Mm -hmm. Decent centre half. But I think if you look at the players that that would have been in front of him, obviously your good man, Johnny, would have been Mm -hmm. there, Wes, Shazy, probably Rio, I would have thought, possibly. You won uh, that. Vida, so. yeah. It's incredible that anybody makes it out of the academy when you think about the players that are in the first team and yet every single season it happens. Just goes to show how good the academy are. Yeah, I can't work out what's the best position because you think about forwards and you think, well, there's always great forwards, centre-backs. You don't want to trust a young kid as a centre-back. So where do you... Yeah. We've had great a plethora record, of isn't it? talent, haven't we? Yeah. Nice word, David. You've never called me David, ever. <laughs> I just did. I know. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> right, should we do it? Yeah. Please welcome Paul McShane. Paul McShane, welcome to the podcast. Thank Great you. to have you here. When was the last time you were at Old Trafford? Um, oh, you actually did a game, actually, not that long ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I did the Brighton game in the in the cup. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was like around October, November mm-hmm. time, was it? I don't know. Yeah. So do you still love looking out at that pitch, though? Yeah, yeah, I still love it. I still love driving up to the up to the stadium. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it just gives me some nice feelings in my stomach. You know, I was I was a United fan growing up and. You know, I was lucky enough to come over here as a young lad and, and experience it all. So, yeah, I still, still have have a big love for the place, yeah. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you played here? Um, I played here, it would have been for, for Hull. Mm. I think we, we either lost 1-0 or 4-1. Right, so I don't bit know. a bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, was that so under Steve Bruce? No, that, no. Was, that was um, Phil Brown. Right. Yeah, I missed oh, I missed the yeah. games with under Steve Bruce. Yeah, the last game for Hull was against Man United, but that was in in uh, Hull City. Mm. So yeah, the, the last time would have been, I don't know. You get lost with all these years, mm-hmm. don't you? I know. In the game for quite a while. So I don't know. It's a, uh, I don't know, mate. I'm gonna go about eight, eight, nine years ago. Mm. I think. Yeah. Were those the games you always looked for when the season when the fixtures came out? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You always always wanted to get the Man United games in, and um, but coming back here and playing was you know. It was was quite special. Like just the atmosphere in the place, and it's a, uh, it's one of them stadiums. It's got a lot of history, and um, you know the the new build stadiums don't have the same sort of feeling with the old school ones. There's a special atmosphere in 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 uh, the types of these stadiums, but especially Old Trafford. 
being a United fan and being here and stuff and um, yeah, never won like, but I always always on the losing side. But we got we got a draw um, in the in the game at Hull City. So yeah, tell you what it is. Not that you're going to forget who you're playing for because obviously you know who you're playing for. But is it weird to play against United at Old Trafford as a as a lifelong United fan who's gone through the academy and then be up against them? Um, yeah, yeah, it is a bit it is a bit weird. Yeah, um, my first my first game back was for. Uh, I was playing for Sunderland, mm-hmm. and um, I was playing. I was playing right back that day. I was always sort of. I did me stint at right back. You know, as a centre back, did you do a stint at right back? I did. Back? Yeah, I was absolutely useless. Yeah, that's that's the same with myself. Yeah, so, like <laughs> the thing was, I was like, I've always put right back, and because I wasn't that big for a centre back, I always sort of just got pushed a little bit to, to the side. So I was, I played right back here, and I was up against Cristiano and, and Nani and stuff, <laughs> and I was like, thanks, but. Yeah. Um, it was it was great to be back and stuff. It was you know I really you know I loved it. I loved every minute of it, mm-hmm. even though we lost that one. I think one 0 You probably shouldn't admit about the right back stuff because you are still playing. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I don't <laughs> think me, I don't think my legs can do right back anymore. The centre back is all the way. You are currently playing at Rochdale. Yeah, yeah. And you did just mention your age there. You're thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your situation now, your contract, and where you're at. Uh, I've got this season, yeah, this season, and then um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. See what happens from now till the, till the end of the season. I'd love to, I'd love to play on. Like, um, I'm feeling good, feeling fit. Just, um, just need to avoid these niggly injuries that that, mm-hmm. that I've I've picked up in the in the past. Uh, this season, I've been, I've had, I've had very frustrating injuries where they've been easily avoidable, and I've just, yeah, I've picked them up, and it is what it is. But um, yeah, it can drive you mad them mm-hmm. them injuries. So. Uh, Feeling good. I've played like the last, maybe the last six or seven games. So I've had a, I've had a good run at it at the minute, and I just want to get that momentum going into next season. So hopefully, I can keep playing. Are you someone who just loves football, so you just aren't ready yet? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I just I just love competing. You mm. know, I just love competing and uh, getting ready for the games. And um, yeah, it just gives just gives you a good a good buzz. And um, I, I sort of during lockdown, the the first lockdown, I sort of. That was a taste of of retirement, and it, I didn't like it. It scared the life out of me. But it was, I think, it was quite a good. Um, it was quite a good indication of what what is to come, like in the, mm-hmm. in the next few years. So, I've sort of I've I've got a little bit more of my mind on that on on retirement when, mm-hmm. where before I was like, no, I don't want to I don't want to know about anything else. I just want to concentrate on playing football because I was like, if you take your eye off the ball, you're gonna get, you know, you're you're just gonna fall to the wayside. So I just mm-hmm. I just um. Yeah, so lockdown was a bit of a wake-up call to me mm-hmm. to say you need to be ready for when the time comes. When you and say about uh, sorry, you love competing, does that go into every part of your life? Because we spoke to Bruno Fernandes and he was he said sort of the same thing and he will save up cards to make sure he beats his three-year-old at Uno. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that, that Uno game because I played, um, I'm good friends with Shane Long and when he was at Hull, I was playing his daughter in Uno. <laughs> and the thing was, I was sort of letting her win, but you know, when I was getting to the end, then I'd hit her with a pick up four. You know what I mean? So I just kept on hitting her with like them like cards, and then she started crying. Because like, yeah. let's then, just put it yeah. into context. How old was she? I don't know. She was about, I'd say she was about four. I think at the time. 
But it was like, you know, it's sort of like, you know, it's going, yeah, it's great. And then I'd That's hit her brilliant. with a pick up four and stuff. But we play, yeah. play, you know, with our daughter who's six, but we actually remove the pick up four and pick up two cards. Oh, oh that's not real life, Helen. <laughs> you do. There are pick because up fours and so, pick up two in the real world. She's so competitive that it just ends up not a game anymore. So we have to remove those cards because she would have a wobbler. <laughs> we know so maybe charge. you should try that with your own son in the future. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> it might be different when it's playing with him. Yeah, but yeah, no, I do. Like, I love, I do love competing and everything, but just football, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, I've just got a good, a, a good passion for it. And I just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just love it. I just love mm -hmm. love getting stuck in every every game, to be honest. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we're, we're talking about the end of your career, eh? That's good yeah. to the beginning. Born in Wicklow? Yeah. Siblings? Uh, I have one brother and one sister. What older. was that like, growing up down there? Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I had a, had a, had a really good childhood. Um, my parents are both dubs from Dublin. So my mum's from Ringsend and my dad's from Rohini. So um, they moved out of Dublin. And I sort of grew up, I grew up in Wicklow, but with sort of a Dublin upbringing. Um, so I was quite country in Wicklow. Um, so, was, you know, I was always active, yeah. always active, always playing football. Played a lot of sports in school. Hurling? I did, yeah, played yeah. hurling, yeah. My dad was a big Gaelic man. So he like Gaelic hurling and yeah. football. So it sort of ran through the family, GAA. So I, I loved playing that. And I, was I was probably better at that than I was at football, but um, I just went with football in the end because you could make such a good career. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I loved playing all the sports. I played, yeah, played Gaelic hurling, Gaelic football, Gaelic hurling. I played a bit of rugby in school, but the only reason I did that was because all the rugby lads was getting loads of time off school. <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm getting involved in that. <laughs> and I got involved and I didn't even know the rules. I didn't even know, I just got given the ball and I just used to run for my life. I was top try scorer at one stage. Um so yeah, played that and I played a bit of badminton with one of my mates as well. And yeah, and then I was just like a you know a kid climbing a trees. Sport Billy, that isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm -hmm. don't think we've ever had anyone who has badminton in their repertoire. Yeah. Played yeah. a bit myself. Sorry. Oh no, yeah, it's good. Good game badminton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone told me it's the fastest sport in the world. Like the speed at which a shuttlecock can move before it slows down. I don't know if that's true. Just just track. Sorry guys. Yeah. So, uh, did you enjoy school or was it always just sport? Uh, do you know what I, I did enjoy school? Um, I was quite good at school. Mm -hmm. I was quite. I was, it's funny because when we were going into secondary school, you do like entrance exams and stuff. And uh, I was put in a, a B class, and um, my my um, primary school teacher was fuming because I was. I should. He said I should have been in an A class. So I started in the B class, but all my mates were there. I was having great crack, and I was getting my work done as well at the same time. And then I came to the Christmas exams, done really well, and got moved into an A class, oh. and I hated it. So I start, well, this is one thing I regret, I start being acting stupid as if I wasn't able for the, the work in the A class <laughs> to get put back down to the B class. But but then I had a good teacher who said, like, he sort of used a, a comparison saying, you know, you've had a great start to, mm -hmm. to your school and career. So like having a good first half mm -hmm. in football. And he said, you've just got sent off in the second half. He said, so, you know, you, get, you need to get yourself together, like, and... And start working, working hard, and getting back on us. So I, so I did. So I was, I was good in school, but I loved the laugh and a joke. Mm -hmm. I loved joking about like. And um, was there anything less than so? Yeah, A, B was like the C or D. Or? There was C, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, there was C. I think I was in D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 was that wasn't because I was messing about either. <laughs> yeah. You've mm. mentioned you were a United fan. Was that something that was in your family growing up or friends? Um, not really. Well, my brother, my brother was a United fan. Um, and then, you know, I, I, we came over here um, when I was when I was seven. When I was seven. Um, there was like a local team. They were called Kilcool, 
and um, they were going on a trip over to to Manchester, and we're trying they were trying to get a game at Old Trafford, like as in to, to watch a game, and um, they couldn't. So we ended up going to it was my first ever like English game that I went to. I went to Oldham against Liverpool. I think it was in I think it was in Oldham as well, and um, I just I just remember that because the thing was. We're all sort of United fans, but we went to that game, you know, kept under wraps that we're United fans. On the way back, we were, we were staying somewhere in Salford, and um, on the way back, we went into McDonald's, and uh, David Beckham was in there, but he was in the resis at the time, and no, like, no one was bothering him because no one really recognised him, but one lad, this diehard United fan, had MUTV and watched it, like, religiously, recognised Beckham, and we've got, all got a, like, a photo no with, with David Beckham yeah, in, cool in McDonald's, yeah. It was, yeah, we still got the photo at home, like, it was... No way, no, that's was great, crazy. Like, but, um, yeah, that was my first time in, in... Well, at least you got a little snippet of United while you were here mm-hmm. on your first trip. Yeah, but uh, we did the tour. We did the tour at Old Trafford and stuff like, so... Yeah. Um, what was the, what was the, where, where did we start there? I asked, <laughs> I asked you where the love of United came from. Yeah, so I, I was a United fan anyway at that stage, and I think it was just my brother was a, was a, was a United fan, and... Yeah, just started from there, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what sort of age were you at that point? Where you where you paying attention to the matches and the results and everything? As in United results. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, you know, I was all Man United. Like that's mm-hmm. all that mattered, really. You know, I had all the posters on the wall. Maisie was on my wall as oh, well. Hey. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I've been on some walls. Was he your favourite centre back? Uh, yeah, yeah. One, one of them. There was many. There was many. There was one of many. I looked after him. <laughs> Took him on my wing. Doing the right oh, hand brilliant. runner. <laughs> so when did football first become serious and people started saying, Oh, actually, Paul, you're really good at this. We should you should focus on this and this should yeah. be what you're doing. Um well when I when I was growing up in Wicklow I played for I played for Greystones and Newtown Mount Kennedy. I left Greystones because there was an age change, moved back to January, so all my mates moved on to the older age group and mm-hmm. I had to stay a year behind. And I wanted to play with with my mates, but the manager said this will be the best thing that's ever mm-hmm. going to happen to you because now you're obviously you've been playing with older lads and yeah. you go back down, you'll stand out. So I did, but I went, I moved to Newtown Mount Kennedy then, and I I was playing centre midfield and I was I, w- I was standing out in games and then um, St Joseph Boys in Dublin, quite a well known mm-hmm. Dublin team, came in and asked me to go on trial and I, that was at, at that time I was that was my goal in in football was to play for St Joseph Boys because. If you played for them, you were sort of like you—you you were known as a decent footballer around my area, anyway. And that's—I just wanted a bit of street. How old was you then? Eleven, uh, twelve. I was oh, twelve. Yeah. yeah. So you got a bit of street cred if you played mm. for St Joseph Boys. You know, everyone <laughs> said you're good at football, so I'm thinking I want to play for them. But then when I went to Joey's, it just one thing, just you know, one thing to the next. It was then I um, was playing well. Well, I got moved to centre back first of all because I was centre midfield running around like a headless chicken in the Dublin league and I was like the manager said you have to you have to go to the back and we have to put a rope on you so went to centre back and then I was just went from there and I hated centre back as well hated it just because I always wanted to be in the tick of the action mm-hmm. but stayed there and then that's when I started getting recognised um, I got trials for the Irish team then I got onto the Irish team which was a massive thing and then then I start I start getting trials for English clubs Playing for playing for Ireland, you know. What's that like? Because presumably, people in your family, people that are like friends at school, maybe teachers, people are getting very excited, I guess, and maybe not. Perhaps do they do they does that apply a bit of pressure to go into those experiences? Do you get nervous about because you know, I guess a trial even at ten, you know, a trial can be a sort of semi make or break event. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. I was. I remember my first trial was at uh, Leicester City. There's always there was always like other Irish fellas that would go over. 
you know, and um, there was there was quite about six or seven of us, and I was really nervous at the start, but then I just had great a great time. I was just really relaxed with the lads I was with, and then in the trial games, I was just doing what I was doing, and people seemed to like it. And you know, I never I never really, you know, I didn't really think I was a great footballer, like you know, but I I think I just had this natural aggression that I that I thought everybody had, like you know. And I remember even when I was here, it was Kevin Moore, and actually I was speaking to Kevin yeah. Moore and. And he was—he's the one that said, you know, not everyone has what you have. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes like that aggression, that tenacity, and stuff. And I was like, I was thinking, really? I was like, I thought everyone was just like had that. Yeah. And then I, because I, I was only thinking of the stuff that I didn't really have, like the the natural playing ability that most of the lads had. So that's the side that I needed like to to work on. And um, yeah, I was just well, I was getting noticed through that really. And um, yeah, I was just enjoying myself and trial. The trials were. You know, I just used to feel quite relaxed. It's quite difficult to hear you say that because you seem so relaxed and at ease. I can't imagine you being aggressive and tenacious. I guess maybe in a game of football, but yeah. the rest of the time, are you just quite calm? I think so, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless there's an injustice, you know, yeah. then, then I like, can be quite, quite feisty. But uh, no, um, I think just on the pitch, that it was just the way I was brought up. Just that when you're playing on the green and playing in the in the school schoolyard and stuff, um, I was quite tenacious. I used to get that's that was one thing in school. I was very good in class, and then every time in, in break times we, there was football, and I was quite aggressive and tenacious. And I always used to get in quite a few fights in in the schoolyard. Just <laughs> through, probably injustices. Yeah, just through like <laughs> football, you know. Because I I don't know, I must have been burying lads, and you know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was just um, yeah. I don't know. I just had I just had a competitive streak mm-hmm. in me from 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 the start, really. So you went to Leicester. Where? What other trials did you go on after that? Uh, was I went to Leicester? Um, Not the best club, is it? Really, Leicester. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I went to don't get personal. <laughs> uh, Sunderland, uh, Blackburn, uh, Man City. All within the space of how all long the space of around two two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then Le- Leeds, Leeds was the Leeds was the was the club that I was gonna sign for, um, and then I came. Then I got a United trial, and I was just I was just buzzing to tell me mates that Man United mm-hmm. wanted me on trial. I had no intention of signing uh, signing for them because I'm thinking it's such a big club. I'll never really get a chance. And then I came over to United. I was so relaxed about it, and um, yeah, they seemed to like me. At what age are we talking here? I was fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. So 15. did they get in touch with your parents and say we'd like you to come over? Yeah, it was like it was it was a uh, all in the post. You get like mm-hmm. a letter through the post. It was, they they'd contact the club St Joseph's and then St Joseph's then would send it on and you mm-hmm. know when them letters. Remember that? I remember that letter coming through with the Man United crest at the yeah, top. Still I'm thinking, no, I don't no. think so. I wish I did. Like, but yeah. was there a regional scout in the area at the time? Yeah, there was. Uh, when I played for the Irish team, it was the, my first Irish game under 14s or 15s, and um, we played Holland. Over in Holland, and uh, Jeff Watson, uh, yeah, uh, the sea scouted me uh, initially, and then he told the the Dublin scouts, uh, Larry Dawn and Joe Corcoran, um, he he told them to keep an eye on me in the in the Dublin league. So when he, when I first got scouted, I didn't know, but they watched me then for a few months. Mm-hmm. Then I got asked to to come over on trial. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Is it is it difficult at that point because? If like Leicester, Manchester United, Sunderland, Leeds, these are all big historical football institutions. And if you're 15 and they're right and you're going, I want you to come to us, come to us. It, I guess it could be really easy to sort of lose your head a bit and think, I'm, I'm going to make this. I'm going to be absolutely great. Everybody wants a piece of me. 
Um, yeah, I'd never really thought, I'd never thought like that at all. There was quite a few lads that were getting like, tr- they, they were going on trials from like 12 years of age. Mm-hmm. So I came into it quite, quite oh, late, right. yeah. you know, where I was like, um, I think my first trial was like, what well, was, I think it was, it might have been 15, 14, 15 was my first trial. So I never really got carried away. It was like I was playing catch up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, it didn't really go to me head and I knew, I knew that you had to like work extremely hard and to, to, to get over to England and, and then once you get over to, you know, you get hit with all the stats when you're, when you're going on trials, when you're with the Irish team, like you're having meetings with these people saying, well, the percentage of lads that go over, yeah. it's only 1% stay and then, you know what I mean? Well, 5% maybe mm-hmm. stay and then only 1% playing f- uh, first team football and you're hit with all these stats. So when I was going over, I was thinking, oh, there's not a chance I'm sort of, I'm not making it here. I need to make it because I don't, I didn't want to be one of them stats. So I came over like a yeah, I came over like a man possessed in, <laughs> at sixteen. Did you come with your parents at the time, or did you come with your football coach? Uh, on trial, mm-hmm. just got on a plane, just, just on, on your yeah, own. just got on a plane. There was um, one of the and one of the fellas off the Irish team, Jared Nash. He he came over with, with me, so it was mm-hmm. me and him, and we stayed in yeah, stayed in digs in in Sale mm-hmm. um, for for a week, week or two, and then and then I got called back for another trial. And then stay. Who, who was the lads in that group with you? In my age group at yeah. United. Yeah. Uh, Tom Heaton. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Heaton. Um, there was Chris Eagles, Sylvan Ebanks Blake. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the the lads like Phil Pickin, Adam Meckersley, um, AD Nevins, uh, Jonathan Spe- Jonathan Speck. He came over. He, yeah. he, he came over like um, in in into our second year. Right. He wasn't over straight away, but he was my age group. Uh, Tommy Lee. Um, Good group of players, though, isn't it? Tommy Lee, yeah. And yeah, when you was, were fifteen and the, and you came on trial, were all those players on trial, or were they already here? No, they were already here. Mm-hmm. It was the new lads that signed into that age group was uh, myself and Sylvan Ebanks Blake. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that, we were the two new additions to that to that age group. So me and him struck up a really good um, relationship because um, mm-hmm. he was just down the road as well for, in, uh, from me and Dig. So um, Luke Steele as well. He mm-hmm. he joined um, that year, but he was a year older. So we had a good little friendship yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was good. What do you have to do in your trial? Is it just just play a match? Well, just train, mm-hmm. just train with the with the team and see see how you get on. And there's always like uh, training matches and stuff mm-hmm. in in the ground in the in the training ground. I didn't play a match. I think because with registration and stuff with 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 your team back home. That'd have been Eric, would it? Eric Harrison. No, it was uh, no. the the coaches at the time was Neil Bailey and uh, ah, right. Dave Williams. Dave Williams, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Brian McClare, Brian McClare was there. So, um, and Jimmy Ryan and, and yeah. Paul McInnes, he was the he was like younger. He was he was in the in the academy at the time. But yeah, they were the main the main coaches at the time. But then when when I came in, Neil Bailey and Dave Williams, they got they got uh, moved on. Mm-hmm. I think because they probably brought me in. They said, right, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Francisco Filio came in. Do you remember Francisco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was then the under seventeens coach. So that was that was a, that was an experience. He was he was really good, like, but he obviously mm. he couldn't speak English, like, so it was quite it was quite difficult. He learned English from a from a dictionary, so he'd have all the like weird, you know. He, I remember like he, in training, he used to say op- open end, and I'm thinking open end, right? What's that? What's that mean? Is that like a space on the pitch? And I swear for months. I thought open end was like a space, and he was actually trying to say opponent, <laughs> <laughs> opponent. So like, you know, I, I thought he was saying open end for for ages, and I just realised it was opponent. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, that was you know Francisco was a really good guy, and he was he was very knowledge, knowledgeable in the in, in the game. Mm -hmm. So you came over for your trial. What happened after that? Did you just go back again and wait until someone contacted you? Yeah. So at the second trial, I um, they said that they wanted to sign me, and then uh, I still th I still didn't think I was going to sign. I, I was I, want, I wanted to sign for Leeds because Leeds treated me really well, and um, not that United. Didn't mm -hmm. but like with Leeds, I trained with the first team and everything on trial, and I that was like some experience because in the Leeds first team at the time was like Rio, uh, Robbie Keane, um, Robbie Fowler, Alan Smith, Paul Robinson, mm -hmm. Oliver Decor, like you know these big hitters that I like was watching like growing up, and mm -hmm. I just I remember just doing the warm up with them, and I was like Robbie Fowler was beside me, and I'm thinking, oh my god, this is <laughs> madness. But I just I just loved Leeds so much, and there was a big Irish contingent there, and mm -hmm. and um, I just was you know I sort of felt at home uh, um, at Leeds, but then then I weighed up United and Leeds when it came to making the decision. It was a difficult decision, and then I thought like, then I just looked into United and I basically all the all the like the, the youth get a, a big chance at United yeah. obviously, and I'm thinking I've, it's too good to turn down. Man, you know it was just way too good to turn down. And I just knew if I went to Leeds, I was, like I was the only Irish lad at, at United in my age group. I'm thinking it's you know a, a decent a decent thing because mm -hmm. at Leeds there was like six or seven, and I knew being Irish, I would have just stick with them fellas. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was it's you don't really get to know other people and stuff, and you don't really dive into it as much as you would if you're on on your mm -hmm. own. So I wanted to you know to test myself and you know, go into United as the only Irish Irish person, so. Do you also think that the pedigree of a player coming through Manchester United, surely the statistics say you're more likely to go on and have a longer career than being a youth team player at any other club? Yeah, yeah, that's when, when I when I really sat down and thought of it, mm -hmm. just because Manchester United over in Ireland as well, it's just huge, yeah. it's, you know, it's absolutely massive and I'm thinking, you know, I'll never get through there, I'll not get a sniff, but when you come over and you see the emphasis on the on the academy and the history of the academy when you really look into it like i know it's in your face already but you know when you really look into it you're, i'm thinking i've got a big chance here i could mm -hmm. i could you know make a you know my 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 um, ambition was to get in the first team here like you know mm -hmm. and um you know i was never thinking of moving on but obviously you know having the pedigree at manchester united mm -hmm. it does stand it's keep you in good stead like and i've I've be, I've took that throughout my career being yeah, here at the start. Yeah, your upbringing here. Do you think had you started at Leeds, you'd be where you are now? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Don't think so because no, no because Leeds went through a big uh, a, a lot of difficulties yeah. then, didn't they? They obviously had the financial uh, trouble and you know lads, young lads relegation were getting, and stuff. Yeah, yeah relegation yeah. and then yeah. they had the academy on site, didn't they? And then they had That's to get right. rid of that. Yeah. And I, you know, you just don't know how you would have reacted with all the sort of mm. you know the the madness going mm. on. So. I, I think I think uh, coming here was definitely the right decision. Yeah, definitely. Did you meet Sir Alex when you first came? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I met Sir Alex. Yeah, and he was, you know, he was fantastic. And did you get a photo with him? Because Danny yeah. Simpson showed us his fir his first photo. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, didn't yeah. actually look like no. Danny Simpson, but you should have seen my first photo. <laughs> Oh no, my god! Fresh off the boat from Ireland, like I was, <laughs> honestly, you should have seen me, like, because I turned up, you know, it was a game and stuff, and 
we were in this room and um, the lads, like all the, the scholars of my age group, were all in suits, you know, shirt and tie. I'm in Adidas tracksuit bottoms, Reebok hoodie, oh, Nike not trainers. Even not, oh, even, no. ma- not even matching. Not even matching. Seriously, when I look back, like, it's, I'm thinking, what's going on? Like, you know? Straight off the boat. Yeah. So you met Sir Alex when you came to a game. That was one of your first trials, was it? No, that was when I when, when I was signing. Signed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I when I when I said I was signing, so I was all the come to Old Trafford and sign and mm-hmm. yeah, photo with Sir Alex and it must stuff. Must have been so. a pretty exciting day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, Sir Alex, it was you know quite a, quite a presence mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was, um, you know, it was, it was great. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Did he say much? Yeah, like he was very chatty and stuff. And the thing is, with Sir Alex, he, he would know everybody's name, wouldn't he? So he, he knew my parents' name, he knew my name, which I was, you know, happy enough with. And um, <laughs> it was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was great, great experience. Mm-hmm. It must obviously be a big moment for kids because you are a kid, aren't you? When you're fifteen. But the parents must sometimes be more in awe at that moment than what the kids are. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, but my dad was always a big Gaelic man, you know. He sort of even when I got that trial for St Joseph Boys, it was lucky my mum was there because it was after a game um, when I was playing for Newtown Mount Kennedy, and uh, they came up to my parents and said, "Is that is that your child?" I was over there, or whatever. Uh, says so that your child um they're going yeah he said we'd like him to come on trials to saint joseph boys and my dad was like no he's too busy playing gaelic football he, you know he has no time for that but my <laughs> mom knew i'd loved um you know football and wanted to play for joey's yeah. so my mom was like no no give us your number and we'll we'll, we'll get in touch like so i was looking my mom was there yeah. because yeah. you know what i mean i could be yeah. still back home playing gaelic for a week <laughs> do you think you'd have made it as a gaelic footballer um yeah i, I would have had a good a good chance yeah i would have had a good chance um I just I found it easier. He could handle the ball, like you know what I mean. You can catch it. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was. I, I thought it was quite. I thought it was quite. Yeah. It was. It was. I was probably more natural, naturally gifted at Gaelic football than I was at soccer. So yeah, I would have. I definitely would have tried to play for my for my county mm-hmm. and stuff. I played for my county under four under sixteens, mm-hmm. uh, Wicklow. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? When did the moment come then when you moved over? Were you fifteen, sixteen at that stage? I was sixteen. Sixteen. And did you yeah. come to Diggs? Yeah. And who were you in with then? I was Sylvan Blakes, did you say? No, I was in with Tom Heaton and Eddie right. Johnson. We mm-hmm. were in with uh, in with a great family. I'm still in touch with them now. Dropped me wedding during the summer mm-hmm. and all that a couple of years ago. So it was Linda Shepherd and Martin Shepherd. They had a great family and stuff and just made me feel really welcome. You know, I loved it there, like my second family. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, you know, I settled in really, really, really quickly. I was quite mm-hmm. social anyway as a, as a young lad. And, you know, I know... I know, especially these days, young lads go up to their room and lock themselves in their yeah. room for hours on end. I, I never used to go upstairs. The minute I came into the house, I was downstairs in amongst the family. They probably thought, I was probably driving them mad, like, to yeah. be honest with you, when I think of it. Probably, probably annoying them. But I was just sort of just quite... Probably couldn't understand you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that way. And I had to tone it down when I came <laughs> over, the Irish accent. But yeah, it was great. I had a great family, like, mm-hmm. you know, so that made it, that made it, um, you know, 10 times easier mm, a lot more easy to settle in so when yeah. you when you first came over then and you started establishing yourself playing every week what was what was the experience like being part of the academy here yeah it was well I came over um injured because I was I did I overdone it like when I was when I was coming over I was, I, was, I was playing Gaelic football right up till I came over to mm-hmm. to United but I had to stop that because I was I was being like a, a marked man you know in 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 school games and uh, especially, it was like word, word, had got out. word had got out that you know he signed for Man United. Who's he think he is? That sort of <laughs> attitude, you know what yeah. I mean? We'll you know take him down a couple of pegs or two. 
So we, so they, they would, they would proper, you know, get stuck into me. And I remember there was a, there was a school match where I just got jumped on from the back and just got a few digs in the back of the head. So mm. I had to, had to stop playing, playing, playing Gaelic. Gaelic. Yeah. So I had to stop playing, like because it was there was a chance that I was, you know, gonna get a bad injury. But I ended up getting an injury through overdoing it. You know, I was obviously still playing Gaelic, mm. and then. Um, I was, you know, playing all the school games and then I was running, I was in the morning, I was running with my dad up in the Wicklow Mountains before school, you know, because, you know, it just, there was always this mentality of you got to be ready and yeah. you have to be streets ahead of these mm -hmm. people and, you know, so I was running, seriously. <laughs> what, like, stuff. like pre-season training before like you pre came to Manchester? Yeah, yeah, yeah pre-season training before school. Yeah, so then I came over with uh, two stress fractures in my back. Wow. So then I was... I was with Maisie in the pool then, and it, it was quite it was quite good. That was it was great because because coming to United, it can be quite overwhelming because mm -hmm. you're, you're seeing your heroes every day, and um, I think being injured gave me like a bit of a time to settle in and mm -hmm. take everything in, and um, yeah, it was sort of a blessing in disguise really. Mm -hmm. And then when I got fit, I got like I came over in July, and I, I my first game was like September for the under 17s and then I was just I, I was ready, like you know, mm -hmm. I, was, I was ready to to go and. Mm -hmm. Ended up playing playing pretty well, and then I got moved up to the 19s pretty quickly with, mm -hmm. with uh, Chucky Brian McClare, and then um, the U the U Cup was the was the big thing mm -hmm. that that year, and I always wanted to you know just get in the U Cup team, and you know it was. A Did you realise how big the youth cup was to the club? No, well, no. I had a friend. I had a friend in school that had MUTV, and he he when I signed, he was on always on about the U Cup and. Mm. He was saying how how they're how they're doing and stuff, and I was always asking like, how are, you, are they still in the U Cup and stuff? So I sort of knew it was it was a bigish thing, but not when I first not when I come came over and then realised that you know the history of the U Cup with yeah. with you know the, the Bobby Charlton and the Busby Busby Babes and stuff, yeah. and yeah, it was huge because the seventeens and nineteens was looked at as a development sort of um, mm -hmm. league, yeah. and then when it come to U Cup, it was business time, and you could f really feel the the sort of importance of it around around the cup and um, you know yeah I loved it so my, I just wanted to get in the team and and go from there and I ended up getting in, in the team in, in my first year and then we ended up winning it so it was you know I always say that that first year over in England is probably one of my favourite years in my football career was that was that win of the U Cup just because it was what was it like winning it yeah it was amazing it was amazing it really was just because the who was it, who was it against uh, Middlesbrough in the final here yeah so the first leg was in the Riverside. And then second leg was mm -hmm. here, yeah. So we who yeah. was part of that team for anybody that's not sure? Um, Luke Steele was in goal, um, and then it was like Lee Lawrence left back, Lee Sims right back. It was me and Phil Bardsley centre backs. Mark Howard played a lot at the start of the cup th that year, and then because Bardo was out injured, I think he fractured his eye socket, so he was he missed a few games. And then there was Chris Eagles, um, Kieran Richardson, David Jones, uh, mm -hmm. Ben Collett. Um, and then up front was like Eddie Johnson, Mads Timms, and then Sylvain Ebanks Blake, Ramon Caliste. Mm -hmm. So that was the sort Some of. Some the players there, by the way. Mm -hmm. I yeah. remember them all, yeah. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Like, it was, it was, the, the lads had a great mentality. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they really wanted to, to win the cup, and we're all sort of on the, you know, on the same page. And yeah. so it was, you know, we sort of. Yeah, we were, we were a really good side. Really good side. How did you celebrate? Um, we <laughs> went into Dean's Gate. Yeah, I went into Dean's game. But my my elf, like, he, my dad was um he came over and he was very good on the guitar. He played all the Irish songs, all the well known yeah. ones and um in the digs afterwards he was on the guitar and all the parents were around. 
So it was, um, yeah, it was class, a really though. good night. Like, and then had a bit of a time there. And then we had a little stroll into, into Dean's Gate. A little yeah. stroll. Little yeah. stroll, <laughs> stroll yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was miles <laughs> off it back then, so I probably should have been better off staying in the house. <laughs> Who was your manager then? Uh, it was Brian McClare. Mm-hmm. It was Brian McClare and Jimmy Ryan took the, took the U team. Um, but I just remember the like the always the build up to it. We'd always play eleven v elevens in in the training ground, and I knew that was me chance. Team. This is the, the, yeah, the trying to pick the team mm-hmm. here to see who who be playing in the next round. So I was it was always you know really good games, and I re- I learned loads then because it was eleven v elevens. You know what I mean? That's that's your bread and butter. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the game. Mm-hmm. And I learned loads because you'd make mistakes in them games, and then you'd have you know Jimmy Ryan come up to you saying, "Listen." Th- you know, what you're doing there, you know, have a little think about this. And it was a big learning curve. I remember after every one of them games, well, a lot of the training sessions as well, I'd always go home and write down what I what I was told and what really? I sort of learned. Mm-hmm. So I was just sort of learning all the time. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was really, it was great for my development, those mm-hmm. games. Was the Youth Cup final, was that your first game here? Or which had you played to already? Um, no, um Charlton, Charlton in the semis. Oh, nice. Yeah, we played, we played here. So we played in their place, and then we played here in in, in the semi final. What was that so, like? Because presumably, first use of the home dressing room, and then walking out onto the pitch and everything. And I guess there was a bit of a crowd. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was nerve wracking. Yeah, it was quite mm-hmm. nervous. Yeah, like even the 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 the, the day before, the, the the tension in the air. You know, mm-hmm. we'd get a minibus. You know, we'd, we'd get picked up by a minibus and then we were brought home on the minibus and there was a silence on the minibus on the way home because lads were sort of getting in the zone. And remember Trevor Trevor Lee, the Trevor, nutritionist, yeah, 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 he was always about carb loading, eat as much carbs as you can. And I would take that literal. I was honestly, I was sick going to bed. I used to be eating like <laughs> about eight bits of toast, mm-hmm. um, yeah, four, four <laughs> bowls of cereal just to make sure I was ready for the game the next day. So it was... Um, at an early stage, it was um, preparation was key. Like you know, it was really did Sir Alex talk to you all as a team ahead of the semi final and the final? Um, no, because it was a did. big competition to him too. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. But I do remember we played Sheffield United. I think it was in the because we played Newcastle in the first round. I think they were favourites and we beat them. So then we were favourites, and you know people were talking about mm-hmm. us. And we played Sheffield United in a game in Altrincham. And it was a, you know, we, we didn't play great and we scraped through. The pitch was frozen, conditions weren't great. And we scraped through with a winner in extra time. And I'm, I'll never forget Sir Alex came in after the game and he just, he absolutely hammered us. Like just saying, if you think this is good enough for Manchester United, you are mistaken and stuff. And it was a proper eye opener. So we sort of setting the standards mm-hmm. all the time, even though we'd won. It was like we we're all celebrating that we were through to the next round and then it quickly changed when he came in. It was <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> Talk to us about your first encounter with Maisie. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit. But <laughs> um, no, yeah, because I, I, I came over injured and Maisie had an injury at the time. Mm. And was that um, your Achilles? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Snap my Achilles. Yeah, yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah. And um, we'd always do pool sessions in the, in the afternoon and then pool sessions were torture, like, yeah. you know. So uh, it was my first time. I was just over. I just I was dying to impress anybody I could in in, in the training ground. You were like Johnny Wise, Muller, if you know who he is. No, Tarzan. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah. So I was just, I'm thinking, I just want to impress anyone here, to be honest with you. So I was, I was injured, and um, the the physios in the phys, the physios were competitive, like so competitive yeah. in everything they did. 
So they said, we're going to time uh, your, just a, a length, see see how good you are at swimming. And I took, I took off, like I was <laughs> full out on my first length. It was only like a time, see how good I was at swimming. And then I got back and they said, right, okay, 10 doubles. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I'd spent myself on that length. So I'd set off and I was like on my fourth double and I was like, I could I could barely like stay up in the water. And I just remember Maisie like at the like shouting. <laughs> He was like, he started like a speedboat. Now he's like a dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> I was nearly drowning in the pool. I was, oh, it, was, it was so tough. I just remember them, them swimming sessions like were, were really tough. But the, Is that how you felt as well? Yeah. You felt like a dinghy by the end? I did. I wasn't moving in the water. Just me, I couldn't like raise my arms. It was, it was so tough, them sessions. Oh, that's um, so funny. The <laughs> FA Youth Cup, once you win it and you celebrate that, is there a sort of reverse side to that that comes a little bit later where the success of the previous teams that have won, does that then begin to get into anybody's mind and you think, well, they all made it. The, these successful teams are the legendary players in there. We're going to do that maybe. Or, or you start looking around the, the, the dressing room and think, well, Monday, if you're going to make it, are you going to make it? Who's going to get our first team call up? And Yeah, no, I think that was our, I think that was a lot of the lads' mentality. Yeah, mm -hmm. if, you, if you win the U Cup, you have a, a very good chance of making it. Yeah. yeah. I actually remember Kieran Richardson saying that actually just before one of the games. He used to do a huddle. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said that, yeah, he said, like, you know, we, we win this cup, there's a high chance that we'll, all, we'll get a chance in the first team and stuff. So that was a huge motivation, yeah, a huge motivation. And then we had, the, we had the, the Milk Cup then the year after. I was playing the Milk Cup after, and um, I was desperate to win the Milk Cup just because of the history with that as well. So we ended up winning the Milk Cup also. So that was a really, that was a great experience as well. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, you know, that, that was, that, those first 12 months were fantastic. Mm -hmm. Do you remember any of the players you played against in the Milk Cup or the Youth Cup? Um, yeah, the U Cup in, in Middlesbrough. The Middlesbrough team in the final had a lot of lads that went on to have very good mm -hmm. careers like um, uh, James Morrison, Andrew Taylor. Um, there was Andrew Davis, centre-back. Then like earlier on the rounds, there was Newcastle, there was Stephen Taylor. Yeah, there, the Middlesbrough Middlesbrough had a lot of players that went on had had very good yeah. careers. Mm-hmm. And what was the next step then after winning the Youth Cup in your career? Um, well, it was the Milk Cup then the, in the summer because I missed the Milk Cup when I first came over because I was injured. So I was young enough to play in the in the next year. So um, I was just desperate to win the Milk Cup because I don't mm -hmm. think they'd done it back to back for years. Like, I don't know, I don't know what year it was. So I was just dying to to get that, like the U Cup and the Milk Cup, mm -hmm. you know, in the bag. That'd be, mm -hmm. you know, would look good. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was, yeah, I was desperate to win that. So we won that in the, in the summer. And I remember I was I was captain for it, and I remember like I was so desperate to win it. I was I was going around the hotel at night time making sure lads were in bed because <laughs> I was just like I was like I didn't care like I was like get yourselves to bed because yeah. you know we need to win tomorrow and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I really wanted to win that. And it was mm -hmm. it was good to win. So then um, yeah, then then after that it was uh, sort of resi football. Then got mm -hmm. played my first reserve game against Birmingham in Altrincham. And they had a good side as well. Like they had Stern John up front and they had a, a decent side. I remember Stern John, like I was like, uh, whatever, 17, 18, and he was strong, you know, <laughs> he was really strong. Then we got beat in the semi-final of the U Cup, U Cup that year. I was, I was gutted because I was captain that year as well. I would have liked to have, you know, lifted the trophy and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it didn't happen. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much my second year. Mm -hmm. Did it feel like a big step up going to the reserve football? Um... I don't know really. I remember being really nervous. Remember, I got the because we're in school. We we go to school on um, I think it was a Monday and Thursday, and I got the call quite late on. I'd been to like school in the morning. And then they said you're playing in the reserve game tonight. 
So I was like, what? I was like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, am I ready? Like, and then I played the, the game against Birmingham and did quite well. And um, yeah, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. It was just playing against like the like first team players, like mm-hmm. Stern, John and stuff like that. And there's quite a few others, I can't remember. But um, yeah, really, really enjoyed the step up, yeah. What was it like to go on pre-season, play pre-season games for the club then? Did you feel like that was your little bit closer to the first team then? Yeah. Yeah, we went to then in my yeah after my second year in my third year, um, there was a, a tour to to America, and um, I remember there was talk that you know maybe a few lads will get called up because there was quite a few injuries. So then I got the call and it was like it was amazing, like it really was. I was, I was like, you know, like going on tour with Manchester United. It was a you know it was a, it was really a great experience, mm-hmm. and then I ended up playing. A game, I think it was in Chicago. Maybe we played Bayern Munich, and uh, Santa Cruz was up front and stuff. Remember the tree at the back was it was it was me on the right hand side, uh, Roy Keane in the middle, and Jonathan Spector on the left. So it was uh, what well, back three lads. <laughs> yeah. So don't want to make uh, mistakes there, do you? I know, I know, but I, yeah, it was it was a nil nil draw, and then I think we lost on penalties. But it was yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It was just great to be with the first team every day and mm-hmm. seeing how they acted and that. And um, was Roy would it would have been one of your Heroes growing up, sort of thing. Yeah, or? he was the, he was my biggest hero growing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, he was he was my biggest hero. So, how was it playing alongside him? Um, I did okay in the games. Didn't do well in training. He used to hammer me in training. Like <laughs> he used oh, to anyone. I know, but oh my god, I, I just. Did you feel like he maybe wouldn't do that to you so much because fellow countrymen? Yeah, a little little bit, a little bit. But then I remember there, there was one training session out in America where I, I I gave I gave the ball away in in the possession game probably more than once to be honest. And uh, he hammered me. He absolutely <laughs> slaughtered me. Like, and I was like so shocked. Like, I was like, and I was running away from the ball. Then I didn't want to touch the ball from, <laughs> from then on in. And then afterwards, he was just like going, "It's tough love. It's tough love. You yeah. got to learn." Mm-hmm. He was always like going, "You can't be the young lad forever. You got to learn." Mm-hmm. And I suppose that was sort of something that I took away from that was, yeah, I suppose you can't be the young lad forever because I've been to clubs where people still think they're young when they're 24 and it's mm-hmm. like you know they don't really crack on they don't take mm-hmm. responsibility as a as a sort of a, a professional you know it's a senior player they sort of oh, I'm still young I'm still young but then they're they're like 28 and they're still mm-hmm. trying to say they're young so it was mm-hmm. good it was good like um it was a good a good tip from Roy but yeah it was it was tough love I was I was terrified in training then but then the game came and I, I did I played all right and he, he gave me a bit of praise then afterwards I but. presume John O'Shea was obviously here at the time too. Any other Irish players that were able to um, give no. you a bit of a helping hand? No, it was yeah, it was just John and John mm-hmm. and Roy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, John was you know John was great. John was um, you know I was w- with John in the Irish team as well for a lot of years. So mm-hmm. yeah, John's a good good friend of mine and he's mm-hmm. he's a, he's a re- really good lad and he was always there if if I needed him. But yeah, it was um, yeah, it was it was just a great experience being mm-hmm. with the first team like date on a day to day basis and. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was madness at the time because I, was, I didn't think it would come that quick to be honest with you, and then mm-hmm. it took me by surprise, and I, yeah, I loved it. So you went on that tour, and then what happens that season? Um, then I, so I went then, and then I just went back then training with the reserves and the odd time with the first team, and then and I played in the yeah a lot of reserve games, um, and then I went on loan, went on loan to Walsall when I was when I was yeah eighteen, just that that. That Christmas time, still so, really young at this point, and like there's a lot of experience so far. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, I suppose. Um, I remember we we were getting our Christmas holidays because at that stage you got your Christmas holidays in the youth team and stuff, and um, 
I went over, my mum was buzzing that I was coming home for, for Christmas and I drove home, got the boat home, drove like through Wales, got the got the boat in Hollyhead. Literally the boat took off and I got <laughs> a phone call saying, get yourself back here because you're going on loan to Walsall uh, tomorrow. And I was like, I'm just going home for Christmas. Literally, I could still see that. Like the, 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 yeah, the <laughs> land. And, um, you know, I hadn't told my mum at this point. And I like, I turned up at home and my mum was buzzing. And then I said, have to go back. I have to. I've got a flight tomorrow morning to catch to get back and go on loan. And then I just remember she bawled her eyes out like, and she was. I think she even like was speaking to Brian McClare on the phone, saying, "What's going on? You can't do this and stuff." And Brian was like saying, "Listen, this is the best thing for him, like for his career." So um, yeah, went whose to decision was that? Um, well, it was. It was. It seemed to be United's decision. It was like you know I couldn't really turn it down, and I knew deep down that it was a it was a great opportunity mm-hmm. for me to get to get first team football at quite an early mm-hmm. age. Was your mum upset because you weren't gonna be home for Christmas or because she was worried you were being pushed out of the club? No, no, this was like a, a, to get experience. There was no yeah. like getting pushed out. No, 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 but I, I was wondering if that's why, if she was worried that that was the case. Oh no, ah, no, Purely no. for Christmas It was just for Christmas. Yeah, it was purely, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, purely for me to be, to yeah. be at home for Christmas. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, then I went over back to, back to Walsall and I was in, in uh yeah in a hotel over over the christmas period and stuff but i i didn't mind it i loved it like you know i was playing playing senior football and how did you find that biggest step up again then yeah so we yeah. so we played it was it was league one at the time and we played my first my debut was sheffield wednesday mm-hmm. in hillsborough and that was amazing like yeah that was amazing that was like had it, it been boxing day then would it it was boxing, day, boxing yeah. day yeah it was boxing day that was like Hillsborough, the 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 atmosphere. I think yeah. there was like maybe twenty five, thirty thousand at it, and you know it was the biggest crowd that I'd played in front of, and it was yeah, it was amazing. And Paul Merson was manager; he was playing at the time, and um, yeah, it was just uh, yeah, it was something that I'd always remember. I quite remember. I remember it vividly because it was quite a, an a eventful game for me. I nearly got sent off just before <laughs> halftime. <laughs> Because their striker, like, was, I don't know, I got involved with the striker and we went head to head and looked like I headbutted him and then everyone came flying in saying he needs to be sent off and I didn't get sent off. And then in the second half, um, our right back went to clear the ball, missed the hit off me, went into into our goal. So I was put down for an own goal and then I went up the other end and scored. So, like, it was, it was just a, a hell of a, um, a league debut and it was, um, you know, it was it was an amazing experience and, uh I sort of, you know, I got I got myself involved anyway. I didn't let it pass me by. <laughs> when that happened and you've you've gone out on loan, do you still pay attention to that group of you that were playing in the reserves or, or winning the youth cup and thinking, well, how's Sylvan doing? How's Kieran doing? How's Luke doing? Or are you just thinking about where you are in your career and what you're trying to achieve? Um, I suppose like you do you are concentrated a lot on yourself, but just out of interest, you always you always keep an eye out for the lads that you that you played with. I still do it to this day. I always, mm. I still look out for the lads. Um, so yeah, you do have a have an eye on everyone that you that you played with, especially the ones you grew, grew up with mm-hmm. um, in the youth team. Um, so yeah, there is an element to that. Yeah. Do you ever feel then that because you've had that opportunity to go away and you've had the first first taste of professional football because you can play the reserves day in day out now and you know how it is. And it's, you know, it's a doddle. But at the time, did you think I want more of this and maybe yeah. my options are to leave United or did it ever cross yeah. your mind then yeah because well I went when I went on loan to Walsall I got I got injured after four or five games so I came back and then I played I got myself fit and then I played the rest of the season in the in the reserves which was you know it was great as well because mm. we ended up winning the reserve league and it was sort of you know it was great yeah. great sort of celebrations and stuff and 
the next season I knew I needed to get get back out on loan. I needed mm. to get you know cracking on with my senior career, and uh, I ended up going to Brighton. For and had you spoke to Sir Alex by this time? Yeah, about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Initially, I was I was supposed to be going to Falkirk up in Scotland, right? And then I think uh, Brian McClare um, spoke to Mark McGee at Brighton, and they they took me. So I was nineteen, nineteen at the time. Ended up going to Brighton anyway and playing like over. I think it was forty games, mm-hmm. and I I got Player of the Year and stuff, and it was like you know quite an achievement for yeah. a lone player. And I was I was buzzing, you know, playing week in week out in the championship and. I was desperate to, you know, I was desperate to get back to United because I'm thinking I've done well here, and I, as I was keeping an eye out for the other lads around my age group that were went on loan, and a lot of them weren't playing and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, I'm playing week in week out. Mm-hmm. I got Player of the Year. I'm going back to United now, and I'm going to hopefully get a little bit of a sniff. Mm-hmm. So I went back the following year and um, trained with the first team on the first couple of days. And then I got put back to the reserves. And then I was always in my head, you know, if this ha- if this happens, I've got to cut the rope now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got to I've got to crack on my senior career. So I've, I went into Ferguson the next day, like you know, when I got put back with the reserves. And I had a had a quite an interesting meeting with Ferguson. <laughs> I was like, going, listen, I, I need to know what's what's going on. And you know, I was terrified going in to to begin with, you know, because Sir Alex. I remember the night before, I'd sit down with my notepad and pen and I'd have all the questions wrote out of what I'm going to say to him. Straight out of the window. <laughs> no, no, because I, I, I was in the office the year before and I went in, um, what I'd planned to say in my head, I didn't say any of it. Yeah. I, by, by the time like I got into the office and all of a sudden I'm out in the corridor thinking, how have I got out here? You know, he just sort of just <laughs> ushered me out. Yeah. <laughs> but this time I promised myself... You're gonna stay there until you say everything that you want Did to say. Did you take your page with you with the notes on it? No, oh. but I'd, I'd, I'd memorized <laughs> I it the night that. before. Sat there. Just one, just one minute, Alex. So I'm phone this because um, his secretary came in halfway through the meeting, and I and um, Sir Alex tried to sort of say, "Okay," then I was like, "No, I'm not, I'm not finished yet." Like because I was a young lad, I'm thinking, I just yeah. promised myself I have to mm-hmm. say everything that I've got to say. So um, yeah, I, I said what I had to say, and um, how did that go down? Was that right? What, what did you actually say? I was sort of saying like I want, I need to know like if I'm not. I so I said, am if I going in his on the plans? Yeah, yeah. Am I in his plans? I said, am I going on the on the the, the tour this year, the preseason tour? And he's like, going, well, I'm not sh- not quite sure yet. And I'm thinking, well, that's it then. That's pretty much telling me that you know, what mm. I mean, I've got I've got to move on and and crack on my career. So um, yeah, he was saying you know there's you know there's certain things, certain players you know that are coming through and on the like um in your in your way at, at this moment in time. Um, who so was, was, well, I suppose Rio and Bidditch, John O'Shea, who else Yeah, was? so I was like, yeah, then Wes Brown, then there was Jared PK, mm. there was Johnny, mm-hmm. then there was like Ryan Shawcross. So, so I was like, like it was, um, you know, the, there was, uh, you know, some very, very good players, like, you know what I mean? And um, I'm sort of thinking... I need to. I need to move on now. I need mm. to. I need to. Get that's a lot of good centre backs, well, isn't it? That's not just like there's one or two. That's yeah, a, that's a big group of really good, very successful centre backs. Yeah, yeah. Now they're like you know great, great players. Like and um, yeah, I just I knew I needed to 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 crack on. So so then the next day I handed in a transfer request at the Fergus <laughs> because so I needed to go. Yeah. Like you know I needed to make it official. How did that go down? Yeah, he's he's he said he like, read it and went. Oh, there, can't can't be many youth well. players, yeah. there can't be many youth players hang on the hand yeah. and transfer requests here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That's oh, what I was like, I was just, I just knew, I, as Maisie said, it was that time where I did not want to 
play 40 games in, in, in senior reserves. football and then go back and rot yeah. in the reserves because I knew I wouldn't have got that same buzz mm-hmm. and I probably would have lost my head a little bit. So I'm thinking, because I've seen a lot of the lads, well, not a lot, but quite a few lads that had gone out on loan. They played like first team football, then they came back to the reserves and they they just faded away. Mm. You know what I mean? Then their stock fell, mm. you know, but my stock was quite high because I'd played 40 games. I got player of the year and I'm thinking, right, this I, I need time. to, yeah, yeah, this is the time to, to, to go. So yeah, I handed in the transfer request the next day. And uh, do, yeah. you, do you hand wrote? I hand wrote, yeah. So yeah, what, yeah. what did you write? Let me go. Yeah. yeah this probably a few spellings, spellings that were wrong. <laughs> this <as well>. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I just, I had to, I had to go through all the protocols to, to leave, you know. Who do you give that to? Do you, do you take that to Sir Alex? Yeah, I took it to Sir Alex, yeah. Yourself? Was, this was, is yeah. such a funny story. Yeah. Was yeah, he surprised? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, he was surprised. Yeah, he was because I, I'd said it the day before. I was saying like I have to go, like, but I don't think he really thought I would go. Mm-hmm. Is it a case of like knock on the door, just slide it under the door, and then Run. like it? No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah, knock on the door, yeah, yeah, and you know where his office was, yeah. like you know yeah. he went out the canteen, it was a bit of a, the walk felt like a mile long. <laughs> it was only like from here to there, but it was uh, walking in and knocking on the door, and then. You had an envelope and just said, you know, I said, I don't, I said, I don't want to do this. I said, but I have to do this for my own career. So he said, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. He did say I'd probably regret it in time, in, in the years to come, but I don't think, I don't think I do. It was, it was the right thing to do at the time. And um, I felt it was definitely the right thing to do. And you know, I could have gone back and played reserve football and maybe failed. What was his advice after that? I didn't really speak to him after that then. No, no. Then it was just. Did he not wish you well or? Um, was it a case of right? Get out of my office. That's it. You done our. No, yeah, it was sort of like yeah, that yeah. was it. Pretty much, it was. It wasn't that like as ruthless as that. It was sort. Of, I think he was just. Did, more yeah, but do you, know, do you know what? Did you have anything to back up, handing it in, so, so to speak? Like, did you have a club to say, club. listen, you no, have to? No, I didn't have any club or anything at the time. No. no. So you had nothing so to do. So you're on the transfer so request and, and you go nowhere? No, go nowhere, yeah. Go nowhere. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I was leaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had, had nothing. I had nothing. I had no club that were really interested. And I just said, you know, I, I need so to So you've leave. handed it in, they've accepted yeah. it. And you're like, right, now where do I go? Yeah. Yeah, but at the, at the time I was probably I was probably so like naive Man, or, yeah. you know what I mean? I just, I was so adamant that I can't stay at United any longer. because Where does that come from? Your stubbornness sort of thing? I don't know, probably my elflet to be honest. Is me, it? Yeah, my dad, yeah. Yeah, my dad was, was a bit like that. Because um, you don't, as Alan said there, you don't really hear, well, you don't hear anybody at 18, 19 and in a transfer request. But Yeah. yeah well, because was, you've had the success at Brighton and yeah. you played 40 games, you know, you're in a position where yeah. you could actually fight your own corner and say, well, I've played all those games. I'm not going to get games here. So was there never an option of another loan spell or... Or did you just want to... Didn't give it a chance. Yeah, I don't know. I just just handed it in. I just handed it in. I just wanted to... Because there's probably a few things uh, like the season before... No, the season before my loan at Brighton that, you know, a few people had made cup appearances and Mm -hmm. I was thinking... I'm thinking myself, that should have been me. Like, you know, I I deserve that more than him. Do you know what you are as a footballer? I think that should have been me. Mm -hmm. You know, I deserve that more than him sort of thing. So there was a few of those you know, things in my head and stuff. And I was just thinking that I didn't get a fair crack in my mind at the time. I'm thinking mm. I didn't get a really fair crack at an yeah. appearance with the first, because I never made a competitive uh, appearance. It was all sort of pre-season stuff. Um, so I was a little bit, uh, yeah, I was I was annoyed about that as well. So mm. I was just like, 
you know, I need to go and I'm going to play uh, first team football somewhere else. So, were you emotional anyway? Like, were you angry? Were you just thinking, no, this is fine. I just need to just need to get on with my career, or, or because to, to have the meeting the one day and the next day to turn up with the transfer request, it's easy to imagine that you're quite frustrated. Yeah, well, it was. It was. It was. I was thinking about it for. It wasn't as if I just thought about it that morning. Yeah. And then you know wrote me transfer request. It was like, it was throughout like over a year or so. I was thinking I'm not gonna hold on to the mm-hmm. Man United badge, you know, for, just for the for, sake of it. Yeah, yeah, for the sake of it. I just want to go. Did and you help. speak to anyone else about this? Um, I spoke to my family. Yeah. I spoke to my family and um, spoke to my agent at the time. But it was it was it was down. It was just down to me. So you've ended in your transfer request. Yeah, you've got permission to leave. Yeah. What's, no, what, what, what's the next step? Uh, I did, um, did pre season with the reserves because the first team went away on tour. Yeah. So I remember just being in the in the resis. So after all that, you went back to the reserves. Went to the resis, yeah. Played for the resis. <laughs> but yeah, it was just till the end of, well, till the end of pre season. And then um, West Brom mm-hmm. then came in. Brian Robson signed me at West Brom. And they'd just been relegated from the Premier League. So we're one of the favourites to go back up to the Prem. So. You know, it was it was it was a good a good move for me at the time. Mm-hmm. How did it feel when you finally left United and thought, did you think hopefully I'll come back one day? Were you just happy to go? That's the end of that. Now I'm starting my professional career properly. Yeah, like I was, well, I just, I just wanted to play as high as I could, mm-hmm. and um, I you know, I sort of like I at the time I sort of just forgot about United because I didn't want to because I was I was quite you know upset about it that mm-hmm. I had to leave, but. I couldn't let that linger in my head, so I no. just sort of cut United out of my head. Yeah, and uh, do you know what? Only up till the recent years, I've actually spoke about United like like the way I should have been. But I just I was so adamant to make a, a good, um, the best career I could possibly make. I didn't want to get I didn't want to be too upset about leaving United. Mm. So I sort of just you know I left United. Then I was I cracked on. I cracked mm-hmm. on with like yeah, trying to play as high as I could. Have you seen? Well, I guess you must have because in games you've had. But did you ever have any kind of uh, conversations with Sir Alex ever about what happened, or was he nice, or did you not really talk? No, that was that was it. That was it. Um, I think I remember Tom Heaton saying he was he, he talked about it one time um, the the year I left because the thing when I when I when I left United, I played for West Brom, and then I got into the Irish team and then mm-hmm. played uh, like made my debut at twenty. So it happened quite quick then. You know what I mean? So I think. There was a bit of a chat about it. I don't really remember like what what Tom said, but it was yeah. I never I never really sat down with him and and sort of um, spoke to him about it. Or I don't know if he, if he even still remembers me to be honest with you. <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> it was, sure. it was, um, yeah, but I'd, I'd see him like I'd obviously played played against United and stuff, but never really never really sat down and wanted to chat to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to. Difficult because with him saying to you that you know you might look back in a few years and regret this, it's hard. To, to hear your side of the story and think that that could be true because it doesn't sound like you were offered many incentives. Um, no, at the, at the time I was adamant that I needed to go. Like mm-hmm. that was in in my head. I needed to needed to leave, and that that was it. You know, I didn't I didn't think of anything else. I thought I was doing the right thing mm-hmm. at the, at the time, and um, you know, I, I sort of was you know I was proven right a little bit because I'd gone and played for West Brom, and we just you know narrowly missed out in the Premier League. We got beaten the playoff final that year. And then I'd made my Irish debut, and uh, you know I was I was starting for Ireland at the time. Every time we met up, and then I got to the Premier League the next year. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I was at the time like I would think it was when I was younger. I wanted to succeed. Yesterday, I was I was eager to mm-hmm. to just try and you know, yeah, be successful. And uh, 
yeah, I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was the right decision. So who knows what would have happened, to Donald? It was the right decision, wasn't it? Yeah, it because was. looking back on your career, yeah, you've had think, a good career. I think it was just because of like the obviously the competition was, you know what I mean. I'm not yeah, going to be playing in front of Rio and and Fittich. They were like awesome at the time, yeah. and then PK Johnny Evans, you know, was you know the. <laughs> were you, at, <laughs> you and Johnny the same age? Were you at the set? Was he was a couple of years younger? Was he? Okay. Yeah, a couple of years younger. And um, was him and. Him and Shawcross were in the same year, and PK was a year younger than me. So um, some centre backs there, though. It's a yeah. crazy list, isn't it? Yeah. Who it was, did did you play a lot in training with Rio and Village? Did you learn a lot from them? I did learn. Like I learned every time I trained with the first team, I learned loads, mm. learned loads. But yeah, it was. I did. I did. I wasn't like a regular first team trainer. Do you know what I mean? I'd be sort of in and out. The main one was that pre-season where I was with with the first team every day mm. and. Um, you know, I learnt loads, learnt loads off off Rio and Vidic, and just just watching them come into games, and mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah, I used to be like a sponge. I used to be mm-hmm. looking at everything, so I was just learning off them on a day to day basis on in the training ground and seeing how they how they went about their business. It was, um, you know, it was it was an amazing uh, pedigree that that I got. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that you went on to play for some great clubs. How much of United did you take with you to all of those clubs? Um, yeah, I took I took everything. Yeah. Yeah, it took um, you know just because I'd come through United, I, I I used to get I used to have quite a lot of conflict with other people at other clubs because this the the players that I dealt with at United their standards were so high. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was that was it. The that norm. that yeah. was the norm. That was the norm, and everyone's gonna be like that. And and I just couldn't get my head around why lads w- wouldn't think like that. So I used to get in quite a lot of conflict, yeah, in in other clubs. But yeah, I definitely took those high standards with me everywhere mm-hmm. that I went, and just the principles that I that I picked up, you know, the the United Way is just um yeah took took them everywhere. Yeah. Do you think people and coaches, players, fans think of you differently when you've gone to another club, even though you, it's just an academy? You maybe haven't made a first team appearance, but do you think people look at you differently because you have been at Manchester United? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But as I said, I tried to block United out of my head when I left. But I was did. that a pride thing? Do you think? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was. I just, as I said, I just wanted to like, just wanted to crack on, mm-hmm. and I didn't want United to affect me mentally. So I just sort of tried to forget about it. But you do have that tag of you know you you came through Manchester yeah. United, absolutely. And it was you know it was and everyone knows the you know the the upbringing that you get through Manchester United mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I definitely was looked at. Um, like with that, with that mm-hmm. tag, throughout my career, and I'm I'm glad I I you know I that I have I had that tag because it was um you know learned some you know really some amazing football lessons and life mm-hmm. lessons. Which coaches would you say were the most influential in your time here? Uh, Brian McClare probably Brian McClare had had Chucky for for the majority of my time and Jimmy Ryan learned a lot off Jimmy Ryan. You know, he was, um, you know, Jimmy was was a great coach, and he knew the game so well, mm-hmm. and he was, he just explained it so well. You know, when when I when I make mistakes and stuff in, in the reserves or in in the youth in the youth games and those games in training, you know, it was, I just learned so much at that at that particular time. So I'd say I'd say them two were were, were the big ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're at Rochdale now. Do you look at the young kids uh, and see their paths, and you think that was me once and. Give them the experiences that you've had or the the knowledge you've known. Do you pass that on now? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I do. I try not to overkill. Like yeah. you know, I try not to because I've been at clubs and um, 
you know, when I when I when I hear first team players trying to coach the kids at every at every moment they possibly can, yeah. like I look at the kids and I'm like, you know, <laughs> too much. Yeah. Like you know, every break at play and training, you know, there's someone over coaching a young mm. lad. It's like, and sometimes I think lads do that to be seen to do that. Mm. Where I'll, I'll just I, if I if I feel as if someone needs to know something, I'll definitely definitely let them know. Yeah, yeah. definitely let them know. But yeah, I I try to give as much as advice as I can without. Without overwhelming and mm-hmm. uh, whelming the player, so yeah, don't want to don't want to overkill, no. overkill with, with with advice all the time. But I'll definitely step in if I, if I need it's necessary. I, th- I think when when I was coming to the end of my career, uh, obviously we played together many times in the reserves, and it would it would always be a case of if they're keen to learn, like yourself, like Shazy, then you will give them all the time in the world. But sometimes you look at some kids who think. You just you're an old man now playing in the reses and this that the other, but the yeah. the amount of knowledge and the amount of experience you've got is vital to those. And it's I found it really reassuring when the younger lads had listened to me and take my advice because you've been there and done it. And like you now, you come into the end of your career at 35. I thought that was writing you off. Well, <laughs> no spring chicken, is it? <laughs> but I, I always thought that. I mean, I mean, you'll 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 see it now at Rochdale young kids who are keen to learn and you'll always see the other ones that yeah. think they've already made it because of, you know, they're in the first team now or might be getting into the first team. Yeah. yeah. I think can. it's so important that the experiences you have, you give to the kids. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I would. I would like when, yeah, as you said, you can see, you can see like the, the kids with the, with the right mentality and mm. stuff and the, the ones that are really eager to, to learn. And then you do see the other ones that, you know, are a little bit off it a little bit, but yeah, I just if I if I think someone needs to know something, I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely let them know yeah. whether they like it or not. Like, no, no, you know, no, no, absolutely. But that sort of um, tough that, love, that Roy Keane tough love. I think absolutely. that's 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 going out of the game a little bit. Yeah, I think <laughs> if I did that, I'd be thrown out of the club. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah they're, it's the, they're the lessons are a lot lot of players need. Yeah, tough love. Yeah, they do because at the moment they're a bunch of you know. Prima donnas and they haven't <laughs> yeah. done anything in the game. I know. And you'll see that. Yeah. You'll see that, you know, going up in the game and coming out of the game, you see it so many times. But it's only, I think it's the ones that listen are the ones that become successful, like yeah. yourself. Yeah. The ones that write down things on the notepad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, I've done that many a time talking to managers and stuff. I've even tried to predict answers from the managers and I've, I've got a script. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I always want to be prepared if I'm going to speak to a manager because you can get caught in the headlights. You can go in and and think mm-hmm. I haven't said half of the stuff there that I wanted mm-hmm. to say. So I always try and um, yeah, be prepared. We won't keep you much longer. I just wanted to ask you about playing for Robbo at West Brom. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, I, I loved West Brom just because of the the experience that Robbo had, and it was an experienced team. You know, coming down from the Premier League, there was a lot, a lot of experience there. And Chris Perry was there. Remember the centre yeah, back, yeah. Chris Perry? He was yeah. like, I thought he was brilliant. Like, he was, so, he was small, and I was always, I was always looked at as the, well. Yeah, I was always what looked at. What height are a, you? I'm just, just about six. I might just mm. be fractionally under six foot. But as a, as a, as a centre back, same. Same. he was like, I'd always look at the small centre backs because I was always, I always heard that that I was, I was too small to be a centre back, and. um I'd always look at then the the small centre backs because Chris was was small and then I remember Paul McGuinness gave me a, a a video on Franco Baresi and I I used to watch that nearly every day 
I used to watch it before games because I just loved his yeah, style yeah. Of, yeah. of of defending. And um, he was only five eight, I think. And I, yeah, Cannavaro as well was only mm. maybe five. Paul five. Parker, well, was Parks. Parks is about five six, five seven. Paul Parker, he played centre half. Did he play centre half? Yeah. yeah, he used to mark Les Ferdinand. How mad's that? Should have got that video. <laughs> yeah. I know Maze has written you off, but and you told us you're not ready for retirement yet because you felt that during lockdown. But listening to you talk, it seems like is coaching where you'd like to go. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I sort of, I sort of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I flow, I flow, sort of saying I'm gonna coach and say no, I, I don't think I will. But you've done your badges. Yeah, I've done my badges. Yeah, I did it with the uh, with the FAI. Um, there was, I did it like thing was I started my coaching badges when I was 28. Because there was an opportunity to do the courses during the summer. Yeah. So some um, one of the FAI guys came into the Irish team and said, we're going to put on a course. Who wants to do it? And I didn't really want to do it at the time, but I'm thinking it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to, to get them in. So I done my coaching badges from 28 to like 32. And, um, you know, I did when I got into the coaching, I loved it. Really, mm. really enjoyed it. But when you're playing, it's a total different mindset. Yeah. And then when I went to, when I went to Reading um, from Hull, um, I was doing my badges at Hull and I was like taking the U team and stuff well uh, yeah bits of the U team at Hull uh, learning quite a bit and then when I went to Reading I, I didn't want to like turn up to Reading and be like I want to take I didn't want to because I was 29 then mm-hmm. and I was in the midst of doing my coaching badges and I didn't want to look as if like my mind was on coaching yeah. already because then you have people talking saying well he, 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 just wants, for that, yeah. he just wants to be a coach now like so but I always wanted to play as long as I could so um, yeah I just need to, you know, get coaching again. And I've, I've tried to sort of dip into the academies every now and again. And I think, yeah, I pro- that is probably the line I'm going to go down. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get involved, like, mm-hmm. definitely. But, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, I'm as if there's something else that, I, that I'd love, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's football, to be honest with you. I'd, coaching, I think, is the, is, the, is the way for me at the minute. I've got my A and B license, and um, I'm just waiting to, you know, really crack on with it. You know, I'd love to be... I don't know, giving a team and say, right, there you go. Yeah. And then I can, when I'm finished playing, then I can just go, right, okay, this this is it now. Does it worry you coming out of football? Um, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, just because lockdown gave me that, like, you know, mm. just, 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 I'm thinking, like, what happens if this was, was me? That was it, yeah. That, that was it, like, I'm not ready for that. So, um, that was, that, yeah, it was a big eye-opener, that was, yeah. So, because all you never know, it's like, it's like myself, yeah. you know, you, you 35 you come out of football 36 you come out of football and you go wow yeah and it it, it does hit you it will hit you yeah I, unless you've got well I'm not saying unless you've got something but having that day to day knowledge or the, the fact that you're going to go back in 1st of July pre-season yeah you've got that to fall back on yeah it does become a point where you think that's it now that's it yeah <laughs> career's over it's cheery isn't he no, no, but, yeah. no, but it's true. I mean, we had, we had Danny Simpson on, and yeah. you know, he went through a really bad patch about coming out of football and stuff. And I know yeah. Danny's just back into it, sort of thing. But yeah, I was just wondering whether it, whether whether it is actually a worrying thing in your in your thoughts. Yeah, I think yeah, it is. It is. It does. It is quite worrying. Because yeah, you see a hell of a lot of footballers that come out of football and they just hit the wall, and yeah. then that's it. And you think, yeah, I know. Jesus, maybe lockdown will be a benefit. Yeah, that's what I, it was, I think. It was a blessing in disguise yeah. for me. For me personally, I think it was an eye opener. Like it was a, it was a sort of like a, you know, be ready, mm-hmm. be ready. But yeah. I don't think you can ever be fully ready, can you? You know, it's I'd say no, it, I'd I don't say think it hits you can. hard. Like it, it'll obviously it'll come to you one one 
one day where you go, that's it, you know, that's that's me done in football. Yeah. How would you look back at your football career? I'd look back and think that I gave everything that I mm-hmm. that I that I had. Yeah. I gave it I gave it me all, to be honest. Yeah. Um regrets? Um no, no. Well, yeah. There's always there's always little things, isn't there? Like when I played for Reading, we we got beat in the playoff final against Huddersfield. And I was captain at Reading, and I was dying to captain a team in the Premier League. Mm. And I would have brought Reading up, like well, not just me, but I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. captain. Yeah. And um, it was under Yap Stam, right, you know, yeah. and you know Yap was was amazing. Like mm. I loved Yap. I learned so much under Yap when I was thirty. I probably learned the most in that year than I ever did, but. It was such a great season because we weren't favourites to go up mm. and we are playing some unbelievable football. And uh, towards the end of the season, I picked up a couple of niggly injuries, missed missed, um, missed the end of the season, but then got the last game in and then we were in the playoffs. Yeah. And then we played Fulham in the semi-final and they were flying at the time and they were a tough team. And uh, I remember just, like, I was so tired in that game. I was one all with 10 minutes to go and I went to make a tackle that was like... I wanted to make a bit of a statement because it was the last few minutes. I'm thinking, right, I'll just hit this tackle. It was like a clearance, but I got pulled back a little bit and I mean, my leg came up and it looked like I was, you know what I mean, snapping the guy in half. I didn't touch him in no. the end, but he sucked me in, red card, and that was like, I'm thinking, that's me, like, I'm missing the final. Mm. That's my opportunity, you know, gone to get to get back to the, to the Premier League, really. And um, yeah, we ended up losing the final, and I'm th- I was just thinking, I'm thinking like, could I have made a difference in that final? I don't know, who knows? But yeah. that is one regret of mine. Even though at the time I was just, it was one of them split second decisions that mm-hmm. I made. And um, who's the player? Uh, Kev McDonald. Right. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Like you know, not that I know him, but he's a good guy. <laughs> but um, you know, but, but now you wish you'd have got him. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I probably would have been better off. Red, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was just—it was one of them things, and I just—I was—I was absolutely sick. I was—I was just. Even the next day, like Yap spoke to me about it, and I couldn't even—I couldn't even speak to him. Mm. I was—I was crying my eyes out the minute he mentioned it because I knew yeah, that I'd missed going to 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 Wembley in in the in the playoffs and then trying to get back to the Premier League. So I was sort of that was one that was one thing that sort of sticks sticks yeah. in my mind. And then one thing I probably I probably like. Um, I just wish I relaxed a little bit more when I was younger. You know what I mean? Just I was too eager. I was probably too eager to to succeed at times. I was I was desperate to to make a, a decent career for myself. So I wish I just sort of enjoyed the journey a little bit more. Mm. That's what I I try and say to young lads: try and enjoy the journey. Absolutely. And it's never. I try and say to young lads as well because you know I see see lads, especially even now, like at Rochdale, lads that don't play, they think that's the end of the world. And I was the same. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was the end of the world, but. You know, there's never a football career that is that is perfect, perfect. unless you're Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel <laughs> Messi. Yeah. I said like 99% of footballers' careers is so volatile. It's up, it's down, mm-hmm. it's up, it's down, and it's sort of like, I think it's the survival of the fittest in the end. Mm-hmm. So I said you just gotta, you know, keep going, just keep going. And um, I wish I sort of knew that as a, as a young lad, because when I didn't play, it was the end of the world for me. Yeah. You know, and I used to drive myself crazy. So yeah, I think that would be what I tell my younger Great self. Advice. Yeah, yeah advice. Paul, thank you so much. Before you go, though, we always ask for a recommendation, um, someone you would like to hear on our podcast. Um, can you get Roy on? <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> Helen has seen Do you know him? him? <laughs> I know him, boys, yeah. Helen's well, seen him on dog speaking walks, terms. Huh? But refuses to... Helen's seen him on dog walks, what but hasn't it? got the nerve to go and ask okay him. It's okay for them to He'd say, go that. and ask him. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know him. But yeah... Um, 
if you know Roy, you can put in a good word. <laughs> Anybody a bit more realistic for um, us? Somebody maybe you had the same sort of journey as you because you know um, you asked us before you before you come in. You know why are you having me on? But it's fans love to know. You know, hear the journey of somebody coming through the academy, and it's you know sometimes they do move on. It's very yeah. few that actually go on and make it, isn't it? Silver Ebanks Blake would be good. Mm-hmm. He'd be very good because he came through. He was the same same yeah. age group as me, and yeah, we used to have some some chats when we were younger because we, we were sort of like the, the new lads in and. Uh, Sylvan took a bit of time when he first came out. He was, he was very like raw in his in his abilities, and uh, you know. But he went on had a had a great career. You know, mm-hmm. he's think he's one top well, yeah. top goal scorer in the championship. He's got the record, I think, yeah. still. But he'd be, I think, he'd be good to speak to because his you know his career wasn't exactly perfect. It was mm-hmm. very up and down, and mm-hmm. you know he had he had great success with the with the academy and in the reserves yeah. and stuff. And well, we'll go for, we'll go for a yeah. man. We can do that. Cool. Good option. Thank cool. you so thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, oh, Bob. Cheers. Okay, so that was our podcast with Paul McShane, which we absolutely loved. And we're doing something completely new now because Paul is still here <laughs> because as he was leaving and saying goodbye before we sat and did a debrief, he told us an amazing story. So we thought what we'd do is we'd put that in now and then we'll do the emails after. Uh, Paul, could you please repeat the story about the time you walked past Sir Alex Ferguson at Carrington? <laughs> no, so yeah, it was... Um, it was my, I think it was my, my first week or whatever, one of my first days and uh, I was... In the morning, I was walking up the stairs to the canteen. I was with Luke Steele at the time. And, um, yeah, do you know what calling calling the manager boss and gaffer and stuff? Well, I never got prepped on that. So uh, I'm not sure whether that's something you're prepped on. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean. It's, it's just the fact that he's a manager. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest. I was 16, and, and uh, he's, Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson's coming down the stairs, and... Um, I just went, he went, morning, lads. I went, morning, Alex. And then he just, <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. And then he went... Excuse me, son. He goes, did I did I go to school with you? And I was like, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, it's Gaffer, our boss, to you. Then I was like, oh no. So yeah, that was my first. Uh, that was my first encounter. Calling brilliant. the manager, Gaffer, and and, and boss. So yeah, that was that. Didn't make that mistake again, I guess. No, definitely not. No, I made sure next time. Morning, Gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> morning, morning. Your best posh yeah. accent. Yeah. Well, brilliant. So, yeah, that's the crack. I could imagine it as well. Yeah. Yeah, so naive. I could imagine his look. So <laughs> oh god, miles off it. What a brilliant story that was! I love it. It's that. absolutely incredible. Also, yeah. a great little bonus for those that have carried on listening to the end. Brilliant. That's one brilliant. of my favourite stories ever from the podcast. That always right. happens to us. Somebody leaves and they tell us a really good story on the yeah. way out. But thankfully, yeah. we got that one. It's really good. Brilliant. Uh, should we have a look at some emails? Yep. Okay, uh, I've got one here from Chun Ping who says, My name is Chun Ping and I'm a United podcast listener from Malaysia. I hope my email will be read soon. I just finished the episode with Wayne. Great episode. I uh, I first started listening to the podcast because I'm a fan of Peter Schmeichel and it was his episode that started it all. I haven't listened to every episode yet, but I plan to. I loved the little cameo from Johnny Evans in the Cusack interview. I hope one day to listen to interviews from David Beckham or maybe Edwin van der Sar. Keep up the great work on the podcast and take care during this tough period. Regards, Chun. Chun, thank you very much. Um, we would love to do a David Beckham episode. We would love to do a Van der Sar episode and we would love to do a full Johnny Evans episode. If only we can find someone who knows him. <laughs> Kieran Murphy says, my word, just finished the Rooney episode right up there with one of my favourites of the series. One day people will look back at the record books and wonder why we didn't put a statue outside Old Trafford of him. There's still time, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Curious, why on earth did the episode end so suddenly? Was he booked on a timer? 
Um, Do you know, so many people have asked me that. And, and really? what happened was, is, yeah, because we were still talking and then I just go, right, that's the oh end. Word, one last yes, question. Do you remember yeah. that? It's because we had absolutely no time left because he had, he's a busy guy with stuff to do. No, you and just we decided, were, Dan, that's that exactly time. what he does. He yeah. had he does no it all the time. time left. He does it all the time. <laughs> well, I just always not end our chats. Right. No, he had, um, he, he had to go. Stop trying to explain yourself, Sam. We're he trying to eat you. <laughs> Massive shame. I honestly thought it had another hour left. Lock him in for that part two. Keep up the incredible work, guys. The pod has become a real weekly highlight for me and the United community. Oh, Kieran's from Belfast. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks, Kieran. Are you doing one, Maisie? You do that one, Maisie. This is far from uh, Daya. Bring on Chicharito, please. Yes. That's yeah. It. That's the plan, isn't it? What yeah. an email that is. Yeah. Straight, Straight to, the point. to the point. And we'll get on with it. Thank you very much. Once again, uh, thank you so much for all of your messages and thank you very much um, for listening. You can review the podcast wherever you're listening to it. The email address in the show notes is unitedpodcast.maynight.co.uk. So get in touch. Let us know where you're listening, how you're getting on and look after yourselves in these tough times. Cheers. Bye.